0: Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Have you ever gone to a haunted house attraction with your friends? And as you walk around, getting scared and having a few laughs, sat there and thought to yourself, what if all this was real? Well, there's been a few filmmakers that have tackled that very thought And we're going to review one of those today with the movie Haunt. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Hometown Ghost Stories Horror Movie Reviews. I am your host, Rob Coakley. As always, I am joined by Dave Wilkins. What's going on, Rob? And I promise you there will be no surprise entry by Jesse. He is on the other side of the world, so he cannot interrupt this rebonding moment of me and Dave when we were the two that originally started these horror movie reviews. I'm actually excited to talk about this movie with you. First First things first, this is the 2019 movie haunt, and I'm not knocking points off of it for this, but one of my biggest pet peeves is when you use a movie's name that's been used multiple times in the past. I think that just like kills
1: the audience that could be looking for you. It's crazy because like there are movies that you just wouldn't do that for, right? Unless it's a remake. No one's going to make a movie call it The Exorcist, right? right? <laughs> You're just, you just don't do it. So it's like, well, if you can't do it with that one, why would you do it with any of them?
0: And if you are going to do it, you better stand out and make that name yours so that no one else can make that movie ever again. To your point, The Exorcist can never be made unless it is an actual remake to the movie or some sort of sequel, because everyone's just going to be like, The Exorcist has already been done. It's been done better. So I'm not knocking points off for this, but I really do think that like you need to be a little more creative with the name or you need to... Knock it completely out of the park. So, with that being said, do you have a synopsis
1: for us, Dave? I do. Haunt, directed by Scott Beck, Brian Woods, produced by Eli Roth. On Halloween, a group of friends encounter an extreme haunted house that promises to feed on their darkest fears. The night turns deadly as they come to the horrifying realization that some nightmares are real. So, I watched this movie, I think when it came out, maybe a year or so after. And I really liked it. I thought it was a great movie. And then I rewatched again last night as we were preparing for this horror movie review. And I still really liked it. I thought it was a really good movie. And it's got Eli Roth's name on it. And you can see it. Eli Roth, pretty much everything he touches is great. And you can see where he came in and made this movie his own not to take anything away from the directors Scott Beck and Brian Woods cuz obviously they're the ones calling the shots but you know Eli Roth had a hand in this as well. So I thought that the overall tension building is what really carried this movie. This movie was so tense. The whole time I'm on the edge of my seat. The scene where they're crawling through the the ducts there and and you don't know what's going to come around the corner. In particular the one scene where the girl is standing in that coffin waiting for the other door to open and that little door up top opens. And just the spiders come in. I felt like I was in the coffin with her and I felt like the spiders were falling on me. It was just, it was so good. It was the way it was shot. The camera angles were really good. I thought the cinematography in general was really good. The colors looked good. The Mm. sound was on point. Like this, I kept jumping out of my skin. And if this is like, I'm somebody who typically doesn't like cheap jump scares. There were a few in this and it worked. And I think it was the theme of the movie that made the cheap jump scares work because what is a haunt? it's a bunch of cheap jump scares. So it's funny the way that they were able to incorporate that in and make it work with the movie on something that I typically don't like. Yeah.
0: It's, it's real. It's real interesting the way that they incorporated that and weaved it throughout the movie. And they even do it with that one scene where they're reaching in, feel the body part. Like what, what are you feeling? And they do like the typical haunted house ones with the first two, which is the brains. It's the eyeball one. But the twist is the third one is something uh, that you don't want. And the razor blades come out and that's when things really start to kick off. Before I fully jump into the movie, this theme has been done several times now where people go into a haunted house and shit just basically gets real for the most part, for a lack of a better words. And I almost love it every time because I really do. I, I have gone through a haunted house and been like, man, if you really just wanted to like get away with something for a, a short time, like do it in an actual haunted house because people are already going there with the preconceived notions of seeing stuff. So when they're doing that show in the beginning, and I think this the perfect scene to encompass this is right when they walk in and behind the glass, there's the girl in the body bag. And she's like pleading like for them to help her and stuff. And they think she's just acting. And the guy has the the red hot poker and puts it on her eye. And as he's doing it, the curtain closes. Your immediate thought would never be that this was actually happening. Your thought is she's acting. That's not actually hot. That's just the light. And the reason why they are closing the curtain is because they don't want you to see Her basically get up and walk away or reset for the next set of group of people that are coming through. So it's always been something that's gone through my head as I've walked through a haunted house. Like, man, like obviously everything you see is like real theoretically corny. Lighting helps and all that stuff. But if you really wanted to set something up, people would be like, wow, can you believe that this actually happened? Like we it looked real. Well, it looked real because it was real. So. I know i'm rambling a little bit but it is something that i've i've always thought of going through these haunted houses
1: yeah i don't even think it's the first time that we've talked about that on this show which is like what if somebody what if one of these chainsaws are real it would be genius because you'd get away with it for a short period of time maybe not so much with the chainsaw i think people would catch on pretty quick there (laughs) but that scene that you're talking about was really well done and then they circled back to it there was like Mm -hmm. a callback basically later on in the movie When they're in that same area but now they realize kind of what's going on and they're panicking trying to get out and they see one of their friends in the body bag in that room and that was just what a moment that was for the for this movie it was really really a a nice way that they were able to tie it back in and circle back to that i thought that was really cool
0: but it's kept playing with your mind throughout because they do that scene they see their friend get murdered But later when they're talking to the guy that feels like he's kind of helping them Mm -hmm. a a little bit, they bring that up. They're like, we saw you kill our friend. They go, he goes, we didn't kill her. She fell through a trap door. We made her part of the show. She's outside waiting for you guys. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, and as like, as someone there, that's going to mess with your mind. You're going to, because that's what you want to believe too. First of all, that's that would be what you want to believe, that she's actually outside waiting for you guys, wondering why it's taking you so long, not that she's actually dead, and you're in a setting that that could be real. So right. they continue that, and I think that was done really well. To your point, shot very well, sound designs done really well. Everything that they set up, I think, was done perfectly well. I thought, I thought the friendship stuff was relatively good, but um, I'll get into some negatives in a minute but is there any more positives you wanted to hit on
1: i don't want to say that there aren't more positives but i kind of want to get into some of the negatives yeah we'll get into some negatives and we'll close with some positives as well let's do that so my first negative is and more so in the beginning of the movie rather than Mm -hmm. later on is some of the acting was not good now that's contrasted with some acting that was very good like i thought the lead actress was great and I think oh, um, I see. I didn't think she was that great. I think she was pretty good. I think she was one of the stronger of the actresses. And I thought that it showed more so in the end of the movie. I thought she might have been a little flat as the movie started. Thought, well, that's but, probably my that was my big problem was she was yeah, but, As the movie started, I think the movie started out shaky with the acting. I thought the heavier set friend there. What was his name? Was it Alan I don't remember. Whatever it, it was. Right? Uh, he was not good and he was not good consistently throughout the whole movie. Right from the very first scene that he came in where he's at that dance and he flips his drink and he's mad, but it just was not selling it. Took me right out of it. It was not, not good. Not selling it. And the reactions from
0: everybody are not organic reactions that would happen in that spot, which is some of the other things we're
1: going to get into with some of my more, some more of my um problems with the movie, but continue. Right. So off the bat, the acting wasn't good. It did get better as the movie progressed. I thought they all played scared pretty well, except Mm -hmm. for that one guy. I thought he was consistently bad. But I did think that there was some pretty good acting in it also. I thought some of the villains were pretty good. That one guy with the studs in his neck was convincing. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, I'd say probably 50-50 on the acting. There's a horror trope that drives me nuts, and I hate it. Because it keeps coming back, and they won't stop doing it. It was in, I think the first time I ever saw it was in arachnophobia. And then it just keeps coming back, and it was in this movie. It's when somebody takes the nail gun and just starts shooting it like a gun (laughs) with one hand. They don't do that. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You can rig it so that it will work like that. Or you can pull the little safety thing back on the top, but you need two hands to do it. They never do that in the movies, though. They always just pick it up and shoot it like a gun like you're in Call of Duty. Stop it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot of other tropes. Some of the ends, like the end, I wanted to end sooner that it ended. Uh, I thought they had a couple of different plot lines going. And In the last couple of movie reviews we talked about, I was back and forth on the intertwining plots because some movies did it well and some movies didn't. I thought Hell House did it well. I thought Renfield didn't do it well. But this one... I thought was just okay. Both the plot lines were interesting. I thought she had an interesting backstory, but I don't think it worked together too well. And I don't think the angle with her ex-boyfriend was necessary. Really. It's just, I didn't think it was a, it was a beautifully woven plot. Basically.
0: I, I understand what they were going for with it. To your point. I just don't think it was fleshed out well enough. Mm. I, I understand the point. And it actually does get, sort of tie into one of my problems with the movie and one of my problems is just like i I kind of alluded to it with the scene where like they didn't have the natural reactions there's just like there's just some stuff that happens in this movie that would never be what the people's reactions actually would be or how they would play out that particular scene so the first one kind of ties into what you just brought up where she's in that final room, basically the one where she has to find the key. And she's got first, let's start with the stuff that's written on the walls backwards. Like, just look at it and read it. You can still read it. It's like four words. You can figure it out. She has to like pull out a mirror and like look over her shoulder. I know it's like, like we're doing this for dramatic effect. It's stupid. Anyone that was looking for a key in that room would also just start by ripping all those dolls open. No one would open drawers thinking it was going to be in any of those drawers. You would never think that that's like just to me just felt stupid. But the dumbest thing of all of it was when she climbed under the bed because that was shot specifically for the reasons of like they want this shot of her climbing under the bed. They want to tie it back to her. Actual story from like her childhood, which he didn't set up that well to begin with. And that was the whole reason why she's crawling under the bed. A normal person would have leaned next to the bed, grabbed the box or like leaned under the bed to the box to, to get it right. Like that's how that would have played out. Maybe she would have hit under it as the guy was breaking through the door. But like the, the, like, I don't know. It took me out of that scene just a little bit. The other one was, When they run into the guy who is actually helping him, he's like, dude, I signed up to work in a haunted house. All this other shit started happening. I know where they keep a gun. He goes over to get the gun. And it turns out that one of the other guys had already grabbed the gun. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's think about that scene for one second where the guy. So they shoot the guy that they set up just to get shot. Right. The, The guy that was the helper. But that clown is super close to the other two people. He shoots across that hall to hit that guy when he would initially just shoot the two people closest to him and then shoot the other guy. So that's a gigantic logic flaw there that just doesn't make sense. All you had to do was position him on the other side. There was like another like little hallway down there. Just position him over there and then have him run around the corner. But because you wanted this dramatic shot, you had to do something that just literally didn't make sense, right? Right. And the other one, like this is real nitpicky of me, but when the the baseball star actually hits the guy with the baseball bat, that he just that's all he does. He just hits him with the baseball bat and walks away. It's like, no, dude, I would be sitting there mashing this dude with the baseball bat, making sure he doesn't get back up. So like there's just little, little things like that. Those were the three biggest examples for me. But there was a ton of tiny little stuff like that throughout the movie that I thought, like, I understand you want the movie to look good, but I think you can still make it look good without, like, completely dropping rational
1: behavior from people. Mm -hmm. My last negative for this movie is that shotgun scene with the automatic shotgun at the end that was rigged up on the timer, the -the jack-in-the-box, was possibly the most predictable scenario I could imagine. Yeah. I didn't predict her getting shot through the door. That was a surprise. But once she was in there and she's getting chased by the guy and you hear the thing going and he's choking her, you're like, oh, she's going to time this out and he's going to get smoked. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I that 100% knew that was coming. But also, if we're going to talk about characters, not there's no way they were going to actually give you an exit in that place. Right. Like you just went through all right. this shit. You think they're going to give you a let, let you out. Exit? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. She had to find the key cause she had to go somewhere at that point. Right. Like that should have been the thing, but I would have opened that door and like stood to the side in the real world because I wouldn't believe whatever shit they were selling me that they're going to let me out after they just killed some of my friends. Right. Some of the positives I did like some of the kill scenes, mm, some great. of the setups um were really well done, I thought. The the friend, the first friend getting killed, like in the show thing, it was real quick but brutal mm-hmm. for sure. And a couple of the other ones were just as brutal. I mean the shotgun one was super
1: um uh, predictable, but I thought well done. It was creative. Or the one the bad actor kid outside when he wanted to wear his face. That so that brutal. that was brutal and that was wait, did they show it? Because uh, my
0: yeah, my no, version, it. I think, cut away from it.
1: It they started to peel it off, but it cut away part. Oh, of the face, grew. the face peel off. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So my my problem with the scene is, I think that we should have seen that kid's reaction when he takes the mask off. You're building the scene up like he's like, "Don't you want to take my mask? Don't you said you wanted to see me without my mask?" And it becomes this thing, mm-hmm. right? Where he's yep. like, and they actually cut away. And it comes back to him already having the mask off and the guy, the kid's already dead.
1: Yeah. I think what they were going for, and I think it just didn't land. Cause I agree with you was I think they were going for the face is scary, but you haven't seen it. And then when mm-hmm. you do see it, you're like, Oh shit, that's what he saw. I think yeah. that might've been the idea. And I just, I think it definitely didn't land.
0: Yeah. I think I just, I get that. That's what they were going for. I agree with you. That's how they were trying to do it. But I think that showing that kid's reaction, how have him piss his pants or something mm-hmm. like just something where, cause it was a scary
1: face. Yeah. But I think you could have sold it a little bit better. I think you could have sold that whole scene a little bit better. I think you could have sold it with any actor in that movie, except for him. <laughs> so I think the fact that they cut away from him, they cut away, they might've cut away from him as an afterthought because he's a terrible actor and they might've been yeah. like, didn't sell that. Just cut it.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's pretty fair. Um, but yeah, I liked a lot of the kills. I, I like the tension. There is a lot of tension in this movie. You are very like, you're on the edge of your seat for the majority of it because as soon as it gets going, it doesn't really stop. Mm-hmm. And you are trying to figure out like, what's actually going to hurt them? What's actually part of the haunted attraction? It's, it's well done in that aspect. I just think that there's a few things that we could have tightened up on it. Do you have... Any closing thoughts on this movie before we get into the scores?
1: Um, Just that when I originally saw the movie, I liked it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, when somebody, this was a review that was requested by somebody in Discord. And I was like, oh, I like that movie. Let's go back and watch it. Let's rewatch it again. And I did rewatch it. And just going, sitting through that first part of the movie with all the bad acting, I was like, "Shit, I wish I wasn't rewatching this because I really liked this movie, and now it's gonna suck." But once it started getting to get going, I was reminded that this actually is a movie I like. It's a fun movie. It's a good movie to watch around Halloween time. It's, uh, I, it's not as good as Trick or Treat. It's not definitely no, not as good as Trick no, or Treat, but no. it's like it's in that same ballpark, like style of movie. It's just like you're watching this for fun around Halloween some great kill scenes, some great jump scares, a lot of tension and a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, so for me, we were talking about like doing this movie, it was requested and I'm like haunt. I'm like, okay, I'll watch that movie. I was in the same boat as you. I watched this when it first came out, but I didn't realize that that was this movie. And that's part of the problem with the naming aspect. Mm -hmm. If this had a different name, I would have known right away that I had watched this movie. So I did watch it again, obviously to do the review but i was like oh i have seen this movie like i was like because sometimes we see we get requested a movie that a lot of people like i'm like how did i miss that movie turns out i didn't miss this one right, turns out i actually saying. watched this one so um yeah it's it, there was actually a scene in the opening where they did the and i know it's like pretty standard but there was a jack-o-lantern scene around a, a, the house and i thought of the movie trick-or-treat because that's just that's the movie I'm always going to go to when I see jack-o'-lanterns yeah. on, on like, steps and porches. But I mean, obviously a lot of movies have done that as well. Do we want to get into
1: some scores for this? Sure. I had this one for all of the reasons that I liked it and all the reasons that I didn't— I won't say disliked it because I didn't dislike it. I have this one at an even four.
0: Okay. That's a pretty solid one. So for all the reasons that I stated of liking it and not liking it, I have it at 3.7. And I think that's a relatively fair score. Obviously, it's it's 3.7 is still a movie you should watch, right? If it's over two and a half, it's better than average for a horror movie. And yes. I think 3.7 for me is fair because of some of the things that I didn't like about the movie. I think there was ways to make this movie so much better for an already good movie. I love that they kept it at 90 minutes as well. Yep. Like like they did they did so many things right. There's just a few more things and we would have gotten there. it could have been almost iconic but I also love this genre like this little subgenre of subgenres of subgenres the actual scares in a haunted house whether it's slasher whether it's real hauntings that are happening in a haunted house give me all of that just because I think that it's such a, a just something that I always think about like I alluded to before when I go through these places so A 4.0, a 3.7, relatively decent scores. You should definitely go check out Haunt. Make sure it's the 2019 one. I I can't recommend the other ones because I haven't watched them yet, but there's at least two or three more movies that are titled Haunt. So you might get a little confused right now. As of this recording, you can watch it on Hulu if you're looking for it. So that's where to go check it out. Um, also, spoiler alert for this entire movie. I waited till the end to tell you, but now you know that we, we're going to spoil the entire movie.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Let's All thank right. our patrons. We have for our VIPs, we have Allison V, Dakota G, Jeannie R, Jenny P, Justin T, Lisa J, Mallory K, Mike Ubliet, Mom and Pops Wilkins, Robert H, and inspires Inspires gaming for our next tier of Warren's wards we have Ambi Rose, Anna C Kath Q, Chris C, Cody G DC, Donnie N Elizabeth Y, Lily, Jake V Janice G, Mar Fire, Matthew T Papa Squatch, Rachel B Sarah C, Steph of the Church of Stephanie's Stitch Kitten, Sydney B the other Rachel B and for the Ghost Pirate Mafia we have Al Capone Al Capone's poorly allegedly Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied corn dinosaur. Al Capone's allegedly poorly taxidermied wife. These are not the same people, by the way. <laughs> Alicia E. Anthony character be limits damned T. Ashley M. Brandon W. Brennan Rob loves ice cubes. Captain McSlugs. Colby 0204. Huska Castle. Huska. Huggy Bear. Joe R. Kiralee J. Mark M. Michaela T. Mina M mariah m nick nick not House queen paul from st louis sam from nepal sarah r scotty l solar flare and swanny for three dollars a month you too can be a member of our beloved patrons and get access to all of those bonus videos get your name read in the credits and you can usually access- not by dave usually Usually not by me usually Dave won't (laughs) I mean
0: if you guys request Dave to butcher it every week we can make that happen but it's a tough scene Jesse's got this down to a science
1: (laughs) (laughs) but there are also Patreon uh, tiered promo codes for our new merch that is hopefully still available we record this uh, three days before it airs so it might not be available by the time you hear it but as of right now it is available And you can get access to that too. So join Patreon or join our Discord also. Fun, fun group there. Yeah, the Discord is a lot of fun. We have a general chat. We have
0: a spooky foods category now where people are sharing recipes for like spooky foods, obviously. (laughs) We have a wrestling and sports category that people are pretty active in. We have a lot of different categories your own personal ghost stories that people share. And we have a pets category where people are sharing pictures of their pets. And everybody loves it. Everybody enjoys hanging out in the Discord. You should be there, too, hanging out with us there. So until next time, actually, until Tuesday, when we are covering Virginia for myself, for Dave, even for Jesse, who is not here, we will catch you next time on Town Ghost Stories.